and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Thierry Halis. I am the editor of Global University Venturing, and I will also bring you the news from Global Corporate Venturing and Global Impact Venturing. And after a three-week runtime, it is just me this week as Jim is busy running from meeting to meeting in London. He is missing a very big week though, starting with GeoPlatforms, which was spun off by Indian conglomerate Reliance Industries late last year to build a mobile network tailored for 5G and the Internet of Things, and everyone seems to want a slice. The latest is Google, which is paying $4.5 billion for a 7.7% stake, the deal coming in the wake of parent company Alphabet's recent pledge to invest some $10 billion in India over the coming years, which we'll get to in a second. Qualcomm Ventures and Intel Capital had supplied a total of $350 million for the company earlier this month. Qualcomm's actually came only a few days before Google's investment. Meanwhile, Facebook paid $5.7 billion for a 10% stake in April, just in case you thought Google's investment was big. Well, it is, I suppose, but it is still small compared to Facebook's. Looking at funds, as I just said, Alphabet announced that it intends to channel up to $10 billion into India through a newly formed vehicle dubbed Google for India Digitization Fund. The commitment will include equity funding for domestic companies, though as yet it is unclear whether that will be deployed through the corporate's investment subsidiaries. One of them, Capital G, has already invested in several Indian companies, but GV, the early stage arm, is yet to establish a presence in the region. Exits, well, there has been more IPO action this past week, surprise, beginning with electric vehicle battery producer Faris's Energy, which raised approximately $486 million in an offering on the Shanghai Stock Exchange's star market. It had raised a reported $193 million from investors, including strategic partner Daimler earlier this month, and the corporate venturing arm of another carmaker, BAIC, is also among its shareholders. On Global University Venturing, meanwhile, Page, which is a US-based cancer pathology software spin-out of Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, extended its Series B round to $70 million with commitments from Goldman Sachs Merchant Banking Division and Healthcare Venture Partners. Both were returning investors from previous tranches. The initial Series B close late last year had also featured break capital, private investors and undisclosed funds. Leo Grady, chief executive of Page, told Global University Venturing, quote, The past year has underscored the need for pathology to adopt a digital workflow. As hospitals and labs look for solutions, they are seeing pages uniquely positioned, providing an enterprise solution for digital pathology images across sites and scanners while leveraging advanced cancer detection and characterization solutions to provide additional information to the pathologist during diagnosis. End quote. I would say that is it for the big deals, and certainly with billion dollar investments being made, that is the biggest ones of the week by far. But Robinhood has seen demand for its share trading platform skyrocket during the COVID-19 lockdown, so much so it has delayed the app's UK launch. It's added 3 million new accounts and has followed that by adding $320 million to a Series F round that now stands at $600 million. The company, which is backed by Alphabet Unit Capital G and Rock Nation, secured the capital at an $8.3 billion valuation and has now raised a total of nearly $1.5 billion in venture funding altogether. UiPath, a developer of robotic process automation technology that facilitates the automation of repetitive tasks like data entry, can also be said to be a company with a lockdown-relevant product. It's pulled in $225 million through a Series E round featuring Tencent, 
that boosted its valuation from $7 billion in May 2019 to $10.2 billion now. Capital G is also among UiPath's investors, having first backed it in a Series B round all the way back in 2018. I say that, that was two years ago, but it certainly feels so much longer. Anyway, in Japan, ride-hailing platform Mobility Technologies, or MOT, has agreed up to $211 million in corporate funding, with a lion's share to come from mobile network operator NTT Docomo. The round also included Dentsu and Tokyo Century, and they chose the benefits of pivoting when the time is right. MOT began life as a taximeter software producer, but has raised money from investors also including Toyota and Kaukau Mobility since it switched track. Then we have a Salesforce-backed company, Auth0, which is valued at $1.9 billion now following a $120 million Series F round led by corporate VC vehicle Salesforce Ventures. Telstra Ventures also took part in the round, as did Deutsche Telekom's DTCP unit, and the user authentication software provider intends to leverage Deutsche Telekom's resources as it expands internationally. It's now secured more than $330 million altogether. Cumulo, developer of a cloud-based data management system, has completed a $125 million Series E round led by BlackRock that took its total funding above $350 million. The cash was secured at a valuation of more than $1.2 billion and it comes roughly two years after a Series D round featuring disk drive manufacturer Western Digital. The cash will support product development and international growth. Funds? Well, we already had one huge fund, but there was another one last week. 23 biopharmaceutical companies have provided a total of almost a billion dollars in capital for AMR Action Fund, a vehicle tasked with helping to combat antimicrobial resistance by investing in companies developing new antibiotics. Those backers include Visor, Merck Co. and Johnson & Johnson, which are each supplying $100 million. AMR Action Fund is slated to begin operations in the fourth quarter of 2020. Exits. As I said earlier, there has been more IPO action this week, and we've also had small molecule cancer drug developer Relay Therapeutics, which has backed $400 million from an IPO, increasing the number of shares by more than a third, and floating above its range. Its shares have also risen post-IPO, providing a success story that's badly needed for its largest investor, SoftBank Vision Fund. Although the Vision Fund's consumer-facing investments have been somewhat patchy, its life sciences deals seem to be paying off. And banking software provider Encino has raised $250 million in a flotation that saw it float a full $7 above its range. Its shares then trebled in the first day of trading on Tuesday to give it a valuation of more than $1.9 billion. The IPO is also a success for Salesforce, which owns a 12% stake, having invested $72 million in the company between 2016 and late last year. And finally, people. Well, we only have one, well, two, actually. Neil Woodford has resurfaced after the demise of his investment firm Woodford Investment Management, or WIM, to take a role at alternative asset management firm Juno Capital. Woodford is thought to have joined Juno alongside former WIM chief executive Craig Newman to assist with assembling a pipeline of unquoted healthcare stocks. It's unclear how long their tenure is expected to last. Woodford, of course, left WIM on ignominious terms in October 2019 after its flagship equity income fund crashed and was frozen to investor redemptions, although the university spin-out-focused Patient Capital Trust was subsequently rescued by asset management firm Schroders. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venture Review Podcast. 
As always, though, there is no time to talk about everything that has happened with GCV alone tracking more than 100 stories per week at the moment, which, considering there is an economic crisis going on, or so you would think, is quite phenomenal and quite uplifting as well, to be fair. If you do have any feedback, you can email me at thelers at globaluniversityventuring.com. That is T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues. And if you have an Amazon Alexa, why not turn on the flash briefing and ask it to play my flash briefing to get a shortened version of this podcast with the headline news. With that, all that's left for me to do is wish you a productive week, and we will be back with you next Monday. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.